young heroes called the Animorphs. Hello and welcome to Middlemorph Millennials, the podcast that I started to force my friends to read Animorphs and yell at them about rips in the space-time continuum. I am Morgan. And my name is Kate. And my name is Jason. And we're going to be talking about rips in my jeans. Okay, then. (laughs) This is a Spongebob podcast. I ripped my palms. We're we're really filling the 90s brand with this book. Um, We are talking about part two of book number 11, The Forgotten, Jake's Jaguar book. Look at that alliteration. It's only two, people. It only takes two. (laughs) When we last left off, our children were in some sort of uh, time loop or had gone forward or back in time. We're not quite sure, but they are in the probably Amazon rainforest. Yeah, there's a lot that actually happens in the first half of the book and then here to be jumping into the second. But essentially... Definitely a different book Yeah, they, in the second half. Yeah, it really is. They uh, they accommodated a, a prototype bug fighter away from the Yerks and flew it out into space, but then met the blade ship up in space, fired dragon beams at each other, and then that's how created a rip in the space-time continuum, and then they fell to Earth, and now they're in the Amazon. And we start here with the opening scene. <laughs> Excellent. And they're being chased by... 20 Hork Bashir. 30. Uh, Tobias can't count. 40. 80. No, 50. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sold to the lady about 80 Hork Bashir. <laughs> if you have 80 Hork Bashir, I'm pretty sure you can take whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's dive into it because this book is, yeah, full of things, chock full of stuff, just like the rainforest. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you like what I did there. Uh, yep. So bas- Good transition. Basically, the kids are uh, all huddled around. They just got a spear thrown at them from some local uh, warriors. Like a kid threw a poisoned spear at Jake, and he ducked, and uh, they barely missed him. And those those locals, those warriors, cleared out. But just as they cleared out, Tobias is shouting at Jake and the others that Hork Bajir are coming right at them through the jungle, and they're they're gonna take him out. And right now, the kids are still crowded around the clearing where their bug fighter had fallen from the sky and crashed in the jungle. And Rachel points out that they can't leave the bug fighter. It was their only hope of escaping, even though they can't really figure out at this point how to actually get it running again. Jake knew he had to decide as their leader if they should stay and fight or run. Axe, he said, is there something, anything you can take out of the bug fighter that would make it impossible for the Yerks to fly it? Jake asked. Axe stared at me with his main eyes, even his stock eyes swept the forest around us. Yes, he said. Yes, I, I can't think of something. Then get it, Jake said. Jake, Tobias called. There's no time. He must be close enough to hear me. But the foliage was so dense. Jake had no clear idea where Tobias was flying up ahead. Axe hesitated, not sure what to do. The others all looked at me. Do it, Axe, I said. He raced for the bug fighter. Everyone else, get out of here. Rachel said she'd stay to help Axe, but Jake said no. It's minimum risk uh, if it was just Axe. Then they all should leave and Axe can make it out if he can make it out. And in my opinion, that's a pretty harsh call from Jake. We were talking yeah, earlier man. in last right. podcast on Jake making some shifty calls, like with the faint playing fast and loose with Tobias's life, and now he's doing it with Axe. And oh, basically sacrificing Axe. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And in other instances, sacrificing Tobias. He's not the best in this narration. Uh, well, we clearly uh, know yeah. who he prefers. 
No. So the animals. Yeah, he's not gonna risk <laughs> like his friend, his crush, and his cousin don't get risked at all. Weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the expendable one is the alien. So. The Animorphs were running away from the hork and they were barefoot in the rainforest. They were about 200 yards away from the bugfighter clearing when they started to hear commotion behind them. Tobias shouts down that Axe has six hork on his tail, and Rachel rounds on Jake and says they have to go back. And Jake didn't want to, but he snapped that fine, he'll go, and he'll go with Rachel, but Marco and Cassie should stay back as, like, backup. So Jake morphs Tiger, and she morphs Grizzly, and they hear Dracon beams firing, and they're in the commotions approaching. Jake's Tiger morph adjusts well to the jungle. It's, like, a familiar habitat for him. He feels at home. But Rachel's bear morph has, like, a hard time seeing through all the dense foliage and getting around. Yeah, I was wondering why they di- why she didn't go elephant. I know. I was like, elephant would be really helpful in this situation. But uh, she also might get stuck through all, like, there's not a- enough clearing through the clearings. Like, if she... Some of those trees are very, very thick. I don't think even an elephant can knock those down. Yeah, true. Tobias calls down to them and helps them locate the hork through the vegetation. Jake takes one out, and then he hears grizzly roars in the distance as Rachel's confronting others. As Jake kills the hork um, between his teeth, he hears silence and nothing. He was listening for Rachel. He was listening for Tobias. He was listening for the hork There was just nothing out there. And so that was very eerie. And then a snake bites him and slithers off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, just came out of nowhere. And so he felt the poison taking effect. And he's like, oh, no, and starts morphing out. And then as he's morphing out and feeling the poison, he starts to, he flashes back to the scene when he was earlier in the book flashing uh, back and he was walking home from school with Marco. And then he flashbacks forward to his current situation now in the jungle and he gets to his human form again. And the poison seems to be subsiding from his body as he morphs back, which was interesting. Yeah. Did we know that already? We did not. That if, okay. So yeah, that's if you're poisoned then you could just morph. So why didn't Alaron, Visor 3's, why didn't Visor 3's um, host body morph to get away? He well, just wanted to die. His, that was in his, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but That was in his uh, actual yeah. body as opposed to, I thought it was like if you get poisoned in your morphing state, then somehow it goes in whatever, the zero space or whatever it is. And somehow there's a big wad of poison floating out there. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It will heal you either way, but it is depicted as being a lot easier to demorph than it is to morph. So interesting. Like that's never explicitly stated, but it's just a general trend. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So rando snake bites Jake and Jake, you know, gets out of trouble really fast comparison. But as he becomes human, he catches up with Tobias and Tobias is shouting down below at him. Tobias has a good handle on everything. Again, this book. Yes. Applaud Tobias. He he carries the team. (laughs) He's the star. He's shouting at Jake like Rachel is in trouble. And they go and they find her in Grizzly Morph and she's cut up really badly and uh, there are three dead hork surrounding her. She was unconscious as a grizzly and she was bleeding and she was covered with thousands upon thousands of ants and they're all crawling over her and biting off her flesh. Ugh. It was a horrific scene. Yeah, this is really rough. Yeah. Jake couldn't get Rachel to wake up and the ants just kept eating her. He can't get them off of her. And she looks to have passed out on a colony, an ant mound. 
Tobias said there was a stream nearby, but they couldn't carry her. She's too heavy to get her to the stream to wash off all the ants. And the ants were starting to crawl into her ears as a bear and toward her eyes. And soon they would kill her. Jake had an idea. He shouted at Tobias to find more ants. And Tobias is like, what the? <laughs> but okay. <laughs> and they find a different colony nearby, which I actually thought that was surprising because I wasn't sure if ant colonies like would be that the close size to each of other. them. Yeah. Yeah. That close to each other. Cause normally ant territories can be pretty big from my understanding, but who knows with the jungle, everything's on top of each other and it's uh, a doggy dog world. Uh, but uh, two wolves at that point come out of the jungle, and it was Cassie and Marco. They were covered in blood and looked like they took out some hork too. So thank God they had some initiative. Because there was a way more than just the four hork Jake and <laughs> Jake and uh, Rachel took out. Cassie and Marco morphed back, and they were aghast at the state of Rachel. Jake ripped some of the grizzly fur off of her and laid the bloody fur at the other ants' colony's like doorstep to get them to come out and they did and those ants started to swarm and eat the bloody fur and then he made a trail of patches of fur leading the new ant colony over to rachel the ants that were swarming rachel took notice of the new invaders and they started to attack and move off of uh, rachel's bare body the ant war had begun and they bought rachel a little bit of time before she was completely infested she started to regain consciousness and the others screamed at her to morph out she realized where she was and what was covering her and she cried in horror as she morphed back into human. Tobias and Jake ran her to the nearby stream and she plunged in and Jake jumped in after her. It was very murky water, but the ants were booing off of her and floating away and she came up for air. Then Cassie immediately screams for them to both get out of the water and they barely did just as a school of piranhas (laughs) churned the surface missing their flesh by inches. (laughs) <laughs> she, I mean, this is really cool. Rachel almost dies and, you know, almost gets eaten by Prana, but she doesn't lose a limb so we don't get bingo, but very close. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So bingo. just a pause. I did a Google and in Brazil, there was an abandoned colony of ants that was reached 26 be- feet below the surface and the whole colony itself was about 500 square feet. So he does say it's about 500 feet away right a couple hundred feet away i don't know because they kept saying like a couple hundred feet in the rain and the rainforest they couldn't really see beyond that because of the vegetation being so thick so i was just yeah it seemed they the the these neighboring colonies that will go to war with each other seem pretty close together but uh, we should do some more research entomology research whoop, whoop. yes it seems like so this is an article about um large ant colonies and there are some in places that are measured in square miles so it actually seems like the ant colonies in brazil are smaller than some of the ones in other parts of the world but there's of course like a gajillion different types of ants so i know no it's interesting yeah i just i'm just so curious on just like different species of ants if they live together neighboring and a lot of them would not coexist each other very well as often pointed out in this book so yeah yeah just curious anyway at that point they're alive they're exhausted <laughs> and axe rejoins them but he rejoins them in a spider monkey morph he said he got the vital uh, part of the bug fighter at the computer core so the yurks can't obtain the fighter and fly away with it he hel- holds the small disc uh of the the computer uh, core in his monkey hand 
Axe says there are several dozen Hork-Bajir that are now combing the jungle looking for all of them. They concluded they need to morph into local animals to best hide at this point, so Axe leads them back to the troop of spider monkeys he encountered and acquired. Jake admits to the rest of the group he has been having these flashes back home and of the jungle, and they conclude because these flashes happen at the same times throughout the afternoon that they must have time traveled just an afternoon back in time, and that the flashes are overlapping between their his two existences. And Marco says, that's good. We figured it out. No, Axe said solemnly. It's not good. We're in two places at the same time. That is impossible. It is a space-time anomaly. It is an unstable condition. Jake pressed meaning, uh, Axe said. I think it means that the two groups, the two Marcos, Rachels, and so on, will annihilate each other like matter and antimatter. It's not possible for there to be two of us in the same time. So why haven't we annihilated ourselves yet? Rachel asked. We're still within the Sario rip effect, Axe said. I think. So, Axe said, I think we're okay till we get back to the time when the rip occurred. And at that time, the rip will end and we'll have an impossible situation. Two identical groups of people existing in two places at one time. I think my teacher said it would cause a mutual annihilation and will cease to exist. Both groups. Here and back at home. The time when the Sario rip occurred was 8.54 exactly. That's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like the idea of a character who kind like, because most of the time you've got this sci-fi stuff and there's an expert and they're like, okay, like here's the exact science behind this phenomena like that we're experiencing. And I really like the concept of this is a teenager who had one class on this and kind of remembers it, but not really. <laughs> Cassie remembers so, a lot better. She's getting yes. in her uh, recollection of all her facts in this book. <laughs> Except she had a D in science, but <laughs> fixed it with that extra credit assignment. It was only on one test she had the D. Her overall grade wasn't the D. I think it was oh, her overall grade. Sucks but her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jake concludes that the only way to reverse uh, this is somehow sneak on board the blade ship since Visitor 3 will have the same objective to correct the timeline. Axe alluded to that there might be another solution, but he stopped himself. And Jake knows he's hiding stuff from them again, but didn't press them further. They acquired the monkey morphs and they really liked the freedom and the play mentality of these spider monkeys. It was like a lot like the dolphins in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they were just giving themselves away to the morph and having a fun time. They swung through the trees and enjoyed the freedom and exhilaration of flying from branch to branch. They knew they needed to find the blade ship. As they played through the trees, they saw a group of Hork-Bashir and one human controller in the undergrowth below them. They decided to follow them, hoping they would lead them back to the blade ship. And the Hork-Bashir looked like they were scouting for something, and not necessarily leading back to the ship per se. The human controller shouted at them, and they, he said, like, a nearby pig-like animal. That that looks pretty sp- suspicious. And the Hork-Bashir fired the dracon beams at it, and it disintegrated. I think at this point, I think they were talking about a tapir. The Animorphs knew they were in trouble. The dracon beam had cut over the tree that they were in and they started to fall and they were scrambling away to the nearby trees. Jake missed and dropped uh, basically in the visible sight line of the human controller and that controller gave him a really hard look. He said, 
I don't like the look of that monkey. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which is a, like, how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> I really don't like the look of that monkey. So the Hork-Bajir ripped fire. Jake shouted at the group and they scattered into the trees. The Hork-Bajir now firing and killing every animal they saw. It just really broke my heart. It was a massacre. Yeah. They barely scrambled away as the Hork-Bajir kept firing into the trees. And then a large snake fell on top of them as they were going through this killing spree. The snake was oddly familiar and it started killing one of the hork by suffocation, just wrapping around him. It turned out to be Vizard 3 and he was in Morph and he was pissed. <laughs> yep. What are you fools doing? The Vizzer asked in a deceptively calm tone. He looked at the human controller. Vizard 3 is never very careful about his thought speak. Thought speak yeah. is like email. You can decide who it goes to or you can just blast it out for everybody to hear. And I guess if you're as powerful as Visitor 3, you just shout it anyway. <laughs> the human controller turned several shades lighter than his normal color. We we were following your orders, Visitor, to destroy any animals that don't belong here because they could be Andalite bandits. And thought perhaps the trees were Andalites as well? Visitor asked. No, it, it, it was, um, and the Visitor, like, raked his Andalite tail forward and pressed the blade against the man's throat. Did it occur to you that the bugfighter is less than a hundred yards away from here? Did it occur to you that the dragon beams travel a long way? Did it occur to you that we might not get back to our own time without the bugfighter? And did it occur to you that I might be in morph and that you might end up shooting me? Very like disappointed assistant principal. Like, oh, this was, what were you thinking? Well, can we just like uh, go back to uh, book three where they shoot the dragon beam and it? like fires into the side of the watership and makes a hole into it yeah the human controller sank to his knees i i didn't we never it it was them he pointed a finger blamed to the hork <laughs> <laughs> jake and the others realized that they will need the bug fighter at this point to be able to uh, make it back to their own timeline somehow and correct this but the yurks won't be able to get it going uh, due to them not having that computer disc that now axe has so they've essentially trapped themselves and jake blames himself for this predicament I mean, it's just one misstep after the other. And it's like, you can't really see this in the future, you know? You can only make decisions as the best you can, but he did not make great decisions. No, I mean, those decisions, yeah. I, I It's more of leaving Axe and Tobias and others out to dry. That's where I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- those aren't, those aren't, uh, the other ones I can forgive him on, but <laughs> those are harsh calls. So they do. I mean, I, I like that he's got, like, he can make the harsh calls, but like, I'm just like, mm, come on, it's about youth and friendship and war and friendship. Friend, friendship and war. <laughs> come on, didn't you, didn't you get the, the memo? <laughs> well, we'll see how that works out for them. <laughs> she says so <laughs> Yep. They... Everybody's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. They're all gonna hate each other by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, they they age up and they never talk to each other again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so that was just slightly too long of a laugh, huh? Wow. Anyway, I, do you want to okay. add that to the I, predictions thing? I think I think that's a bingo. Kate or Jason predicts something that will happen in a future book. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, I want to add that now to I'm gonna the. Put that. I'm gonna. I'll type it right now. <laughs> to the 
predictions list. We, we were we were really close to a bingo, but nobody talked about the Hork Bajir being peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they're not peaceful. They're having trigger happy fun time in the jungle. They were they were real. Jake was really close to it, but he didn't. <laughs> So right. the Animorphs demorphed uh, back in safety away from Visor 3 in the group. And Tobias uh, flew back uh, to them and he had a singed tail. <laughs> he said a human controller recognized that mm-hmm. Redtail Hawk should not have been in the rainforest and they took a shot at him. But he did see while he was out scouting that the enemy was working on the bug fighter and trying to repair it. Then Rachel at that point told Jake not to move. They were surrounded by warriors armed with poisonous spears and they were all pointed at them. The leader of the group approached the kids cautiously, and he spoke to them, but they didn't understand his language. Then Marco picked up some words that were similar to Spanish. Cassie concluded that they must be uh, speaking Portuguese since they were in Brazil. Piecing the communication together, Jake said that, yes, he confirmed to the warrior that they were monkey spirits. Essentially, it's the best way to kind of describe how they saw them morph out of their monkey morphs. And since these warriors uh, saw them, you know, being spider monkeys. And yes, he did confirm to them that the Hork-Bajir were bad. They were definitely devils. The leader conveyed that they will help them hunt the devils out of the rainforest. And the group of the warriors then took off. The kids were glad to have them at least as allies and not necessarily as another set of uh, people to have to contend with. Did you mention that they they call Axe Mal Diablo and... Yeah, and they, they're they, like, no, they, no, he's fine. Yeah, they, like, they're, they're calling Axe the devil, but no, 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 really, these other guys, yeah, the the Hork-Bajir that you draw on the sand, those ones are the devils. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were pretty lucky <laughs> that they saw them more as like friends than enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be a little bit weirded out shitless if I saw humans morphing out of animals. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at this point, uh, the kids were like, okay, phew. And then it started to rain, and it really downpoured. So at this point, they really couldn't go farther without rest. And so they kind of grouped all up underneath the tree and started to get some sleep, which is a bold move since they only have a few hours left to be able to correct this timeline. But at this point, they were going like on over 24 hours of being awake and exhaustion caught up with them. Yeah, I don't think Jake meant to fall asleep. They were just going to rest for a little bit and then... He snuggles up with Cassie and falls asleep. Yeah, and nothing's more comfortable being wet in a rainforest, uh, cuddled up under a tree full of bugs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fun time. Romance is alive, people. <laughs> well, we are at the point actually we're just about to meet a jaguar, so I thought maybe we could do a few jaguar facts as we jump here into the last part of the book. Yes. Awesome. Also, you mentioned a taper earlier, and I googled taper babies, yes. and they're extremely cute. So cute. Are you kidding me? Not. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm sure there's other wild pigs and stuff uh, that are in the Amazon and in South America, but uh, tapir seemed like it, it's a big animal, and it has, like, cute little kind of, like, mini elephant snout and everything, and it, it's, yeah, the babies stripes. are really cute. Yeah. Um. This is a millennial... Re- le- um, millennially relevant reference but um i know that tapers live in belize from the wild thornberries video game for playstation one <laughs> oh we still need to play that amazon game morgan the organ yes. trail version of amazon yes well especially with this coming out i was thinking we could uh, yeah, do that we need to, at some we point need to do like 
hey, hey, you know, the holidays are coming up. We could we could do a little stream. This would be fun. I'm also down for five seconds of the uh, <laughs> Wild Thornberries video game for <laughs> PS1. And I specifically remember Belize because when you select that on the map, it goes Belize. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, that takes me we'll back. have to visit. I believe you guys can do. <laughs> uh, jaguars. So jaguars is uh, a large um, felid species, and it's the only living member of the genus Panthera that's native to the Americas. Its body uh, is up to six, over six feet in uh, length, and it can weigh up to 212 pounds. It is the largest cat in the Americas and the third largest in the world, just second to lions and tigers. Oh, wow. I didn't know that they were that big. I was telling you about their bellies. They have big honking yeah. bellies. Yeah, oh, they're chonky. There's a chonky like my- cat. And if a chonky cat like that can jump down on a caiman, like these, the crocodile like alligators they're not alligators they're crocodile type crocodiles reptiles yes aquatic. thank you snappy so, yes that snippy snappy uh <laughs> they can Snapped go take off. out those down in the water and eat them so they they, they can yeah, kill the other super predator of their habitat it is the they're ambitious fat cats. They're really cool. <laughs> yeah. They'll like like anything. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they can. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, it's basically like the size of my brother and the weight of my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but in a cat. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I, so I was looking up the difference between a leopard and a jaguar. And if you look up the side by side picture, it's like the leopard is like me in college and the jaguar is like me now. Like... <laughs> Like the leopard is like slim and uh, regal looking, and then the jaguar is like, yeah, I had a six pack for dinner last night. Like, <laughs> I'm proud of it because I can take yes. out a caiman in the water now. <laughs> also, um, the jaguars have like big chunky heads and um, shorter tails. And the real way that you can tell the difference is that the, like, spots that they have, mm-hmm. the jaguars have spots inside of those spots. Mm-hmm. So, like, the rings that they have, essentially. Oh, okay. Whereas okay. leopards do not. They're and just, I think you... They're just circles for the leopards. Yeah. 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 And that's the more stereotypical, like, we were talking about earlier with uh, leopard print, like, is the more stereotypical what you would find on, like, a purse in the store. And the way I'm going to remember it is Jaguars, J has a dot over it. So their spots have dots inside them. Oh, that's a good thought. There we go. I'm good at coming up with those mnemonic devices. (laughs) To help your students remember these. Yes, exactly. When they have to remember the the difference on the final exam. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The jaguar's powerful bite allows it to pierce uh, the shells of like turtles and tortoises. And to uh, employ, uh, un- it has it can employ an unusual killing method. It bites directly through the skull of its mammalian prey, so between the ears uh, to deliver a fatal blow to the brain. Like one and done, man. Just like oh, I'm Jesus gonna jump Christ. around, yeah. <laughs> just jump That's down scary. onto you with my two hundred pound body and just take you out by the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new battle morph. I'm thinking. <laughs> It's just the lazy. You're napping in a tree. Oh shit! Something's below me. Okay, I got this. Yeah, you just flying squirrel down and just take it out. The jaguar most likely entered the Americas from Eurasia during the early Pleistocene period. 
via the land bridge that once spanned between the Bering Strait. Everybody just using this bridge, man. Jaguar fossils mm-hmm. excavated in the Americas date back to 130,000 years BP. Today, Jaguar's range extends from the extreme southern Arizona to of the United States across Mexico and then through much of Central America and down to the Amazon rainforest and south to Paraguay and to northern Argentina. It inhabits a variety of forested and open trains, but its preferred habitat is tropical and subtropical um, broadleaf forests and wetlands, also woodland regions. It's adept at swimming, kind of briefly talked about, and is largely a solitary, opportunistic, stalk and ambush apex predator. As a keystone species, it plays an important role in stabilizing ecosystems and it regulates prey populations. The jaguar is threatened by habitat loss and habitat fragmentation and poaching for trade uh, with its body parts. And it's killed um, a lot in human-wildlife conflict situations, particularly with ranchers in Central and South America. It has been listed as near-threatened since 2002, and the population is thought to have declined since the late 1990s. So, Morgan, you said you had some other jaguar facts you want to share, too? Um, well, that was most of them with the difference between the jaguar and the leopard. Okay. Um, also, like I said before, probably, I don't know if this was on mic or not, but the black jaguar is what we would know as, like, the black panther. Mm-hmm. Panthers are not their own species, they are basically a variation of existing cat species, so including the jaguars and um, mountain lions. Yeah, new panthers and mountain lions were, wow. yeah, same uh, story. Also, they can climb trees, um, but not as well as some others because they are, as we have mentioned, chonky. little chonky, chonky boys. <laughs> and um, they do roar, unlike many Big cats don't actually roar, but jaguars do. They also really like to swim. And catch big, fat crocs. <laughs> yes. If you... So normally we're like, oh, look up the the babies and they'll be cute. Look them up swimming. That's cute. <laughs> oh, also, if you're looking up jaguar facts, here's a fun fact. You do have to specify that it's the animal. Because of the car. Not the car. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Jaguar SEO has been very heavily <laughs> gunned <laughs> to be on top of your Google list when you yes. look up just Jaguar. <laughs> so if you do just Google Jaguar animal, you do get the question, is a Jaguar a dog or a cat? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my God. I lost all faith today. <laughs> Like, y'all want a Yahoo? Like, (laughs) it's a cat, y'all. If anybody had any more questions, (laughs) (laughs) yes. So, maybe we should have started there. Uh, What does a jaguar get eaten by? No, they don't. No, other jaguars. They are currently near threatened or endangered, depending on the list that you're looking at. And they eat deer, peccary, crocodiles, snakes, monkeys, deer, sloths, tapers, turtles, eggs, frogs, fish, and pretty much anything else. Oh, they could have shot a peccary. Sorry, the other when the harpooner were shooting the pig-like animal, peccaries are definitely on that list as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay, those are our jaguar facts. Whoop, whoop. There we whoop. go. We did it. Yeah. Well, let's finish this bad boy up because it get crazy. Yeah, we're yeah. about to get into yeah. the climax. Um, okay, so 
<laughs> basically it's 6 49 p.m so they're all sleepy sleepy um but jake wakes up suddenly with the feeling that he'd slept too long yeah y'all have like minimal time um got like an hour left he opened his eyes but it's like really dark like night so black it's like being smothered in black felt okay but not everything was dark um six inches away from his face two eyes glowed green and gold and he could smell foul breath and he could feel the breath on his face so a jaguar so basically here we go this apex predator is six inches away from his face and staring right at him uh he says he might have wet his pants i read it as i might i might have shit my pants Right there from Fear Tour. I sort of just auto put that in for my (laughs) (laughs) auto correct. Yeah. And so basically, he's only, he's like, just like my only hope is basically to like acquire this because it puts the animal into a trance. So he acquires the the jaguar. And in the middle of this, you know, he opens his eyes, see the jaguar's eyes are closed. Okay, he's in the trance. He's like, Marco, Cassie, Rachel, ask to buy us somebody. (laughs) Um, And they're basically like, they wake up and they say Jaguar 2 and Marco like freaks out. And then he's like, basically everybody, we're going to take turns acquiring this morph. And then um, he's like, again, him sacrificing Axe. He's like, Axe, do you think you could run away from this? And Axe is like, (laughs) yes, for sure. And Jake is like, good enough for me. Less so, right? (laughs) Running away from one Jaguar, easier than running away from six Hork-Bajir. What yeah, happened to but the still. thirty? It was thirty hork bajir, but then only six of them were chasing him. There's just some people. Some of them got distracted by a butterfly or something. <laughs> they were but- actually going out. Um, it did mention this in the narration that they were in groups of five hork bajir with one human, and mm-hmm. Marco theorized that it was so that the human could point out all those animals that quote unquote didn't belong. Turns out that not a lot of humans know all the animals that belong. <laughs> in the no, rainforest. they think that jaguars are dogs, or dogs or cats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So great point. But Cassie does jump in here a little bit and about Axe and Cassie's like, I doubt Jaguars, you know, eat something or a size. So Axe must be, I guess, a decent size. Um and then Cassie also points out the Jaguars are predators, so that means their senses are adapted for hunting and you know, they'd be able to find Yerks and you know, basically be great for this nighttime and sleeping around the forest. Yeah, so. seriously. Acquire that the, morph. It's right there. Yeah, yeah so, right. Silver so they all, <laughs> So they all do. It's a great idea. They all morph Jaguar and they're like Jake's like you know it's like it's like the tiger he's used to the big cat but everybody else isn't so um everybody's like wow this rush and it's beautiful and this is I feel so alive and not afraid you could have been tiger this whole time Jake (laughs) he could have yeah right they also live in jungles (laughs) so um basically everybody's freaking loving it um and Marco's like I want to eat a monkey but I was just a monkey what is this you know (laughs) um but that's basically, and then also makes another joke. Tobias, I think, makes a joke about like, like, um, there's a three quarter moon and a million stars, and Axe is like, there are far more than a million stars, and Tobias is like, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I read Axe... that as more him being like, I know, Axe man, like, I know. Well, I, I, at this point, I think Axe is just like always kind of looking around him with these five PM, and he's just like stuck. Like, how dumb are they? There's always those moments yeah, exactly, where he's just yeah. Like, do, how, how polite should I be right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, but and so, then he has to show that Andalite superiority. Mm-hmm. Uh, bingo card. <laughs> yep. So um, basically now they're all, they're all morphed and now they got to try to find um, the ship and basically looking for a bright light. And, um, you know, Marco makes a poltergeist joke. So woo um he calls, yeah that he calls was a the timely reference he calls the um the the um the the medium from the movie uh the little munchkin lady 
Yeah. Uh, so that's what he calls her. I was like, mm, very not. <laughs> that does not age well at all. <laughs> like, so that was that was nice. Like, it was a problematic statement for Marco on the bingo board. And Rachel tells Marco to shut up. So that's great. Basically, their plan is, so they basically formulate a new plan, how they're going to get all past this, go to the blade ship, get on board, hope Visitor 3 can get us back, and then um, even without the Bugfighter's computer. Um, so that's their plan. <laughs> so joy. And they've got basically an hour and 50 minutes to do so, because now it's 7.05. So they're talking about the Jaguar senses. Um, they can see huge snakes, like 20 foot long, big around as branches. Why are the snakes? <laughs> they don't do that there i guess uh, you know just taking their time they're talking about the monstrous insects the size of your fist things that look like rats or at least as big as rats and frogs that are in bright colors and basically it's a trip they're basically in all the rainforest they're they're all sort of get more like how cassie was a few books back about like you know environmentalism and saving it they're like oh we definitely got to save the planet uh, cassie has a whole thing about like i will not let anybody wreck this forest or the yurks so it's like her her whole her big drive for fighting the yurks is like reaffirmed and then everybody else sort of like understands cassie's point of view a little bit more versus jake like earlier that day just saying how much he hated the rainforest and it could yeah go. <laughs> even rachel's like okay i take it back this place is pretty cool they basically make it to the area where the blade ship is and they see the bug fighter with the blade ship and jake makes that makes jake uneasy because um you know, there was no reason for Visitor 3 to have people drag the two ships together. There was something wrong here. And it's like, yeah, it's a trap, my dude. <laughs> but he's like, I shook it off. We, like, the, he's like, I don't need a problem for the plan. We're just, no time to think. It's just like, we got to just go forward. So push that gut feeling aside, I guess. Um, <laughs> so they're creeping silently through the bushes, sort of observing everything. They see uh, Rachel, like, well, they count, like, five hork bajir, and then they, I think that's inside the ship, and then they count, they see, Rachel says, look inside the blade ship, you can see Visor 3 in the window, and so, uh, put it's a just in, a put still a cardboard cutout of a- exactly <laughs> put a pin in that, but it's like that's exactly what it is. So they know Visor Three wants the bug. F- they're sort of now being like, "What's?" They're sort of trying to be like questioning everything now. We know Visor Three needs the bug fighter to get back to our time, and we have the computer core, so he can't use the bug fighter without us. So we could bargain with him, but he can't be trusted. Or we could sneak aboard the blade ship and leave the computer core where he can find it. But if he happens to find it, he's lying around. He's going to know how it got there, and then he's going to know what we're up to. So they're sort of like, "Oh, they're definitely caught and." like a, a rock and a hard place and they're like asking jake like what should we do what should we do and this is where jake loses it this is his i think his his character pivot for the book he's like look i don't know all right i yelled like i don't know i don't know what to do i don't have my any magic answer and marco's like jake you're supposed to be a fearless leader and, I'm, and this is where i feel bad for jake i'm like oh my god that's that's helpful marco <laughs> like, yeah and, like marco says the exact wrong things here twice in a row I mean, marco yes. does that with the uh, rachel and xena warrior princess too marco puts his foot in it a lot yeah yeah and jake's like i'm if I was in human warfare, I would have punched Marco and like, you know, Marco that, you know, Jake loses a little bit more. Marco's like, you're our leader. We can't, you can't afford you to lose it, man. We need you. And I'm just like, okay, well, that's exactly how to de-stress somebody. Yeah. Um, but then Cassie interrupts and he's like, thank goodness. He's like, why is Jake the only one who had those flashes? We all exist in both spaces at once, right? So why is he the only one who had jungle hallucinations? And this question hits Jake hard. He's like, why didn't he think about this sooner? Or like press Axe for it. And then he presses Axe. He's like, Axe, what are you not telling us? Because Axe likes to not give everything away all the time. And he's like, what do I know? He answered evasively. And it's like, 
Um, <laughs> what do you know or guess? Prince Jake, as I said, I know very little about Sario Rips. And Axe is like, you call me Prince, fine, I'm your prince. So answer my goddamn question. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, he really says that too. It really took a hard left turn. Yeah. So like Axe is basically like, okay, well, maybe like Omkar, like it means like, you are could be like you're the only real one here the rest of us could only be a could be a memory and he's like what are you talking about i mean time shit is difficult so i get it but you know he's like we may not actually be here not really i mean yes we were here in one timeline but that timeline was later erased so basically this is sort of their extra out. Like, Axe is like, it's possible you will escape from this timeline, go back and alter things, so this timeline never happens. So um, that is basically going to be erased. Um, but they don't really have much time to think about this because Tobias interrupts and is like, Visor 3 in the window over there. I just saw him wobble like a TV picture with interference. It's not him, it's a projection. <laughs> and then this is where they're like, yeah, it's a fucking trap. They're like, it's a trap, it's a trap. I'm just like thinking of um, Home Alone right now since it's almost the holidays and you know how he has like the uh, cutouts in the window making all sorts of uh, uh, looking like a party going on inside type uh, projection. <laughs> keep, keep the change, filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> but basically before they can really react visitor three is like five cats and a bird lol <laughs> this will be too easy <laughs> um, so it's eight o'clock <laughs> so the eight o'clock they have 54 minutes they're trying to run but they bolted but now visitor three has fucking morph that's called a alert attack and it's basically this giant vine creature. So vines are grabbing all about them and trying to trap them. And like they're wrapping around their throats and tightening in their legs. And, and Avatar, so it's like, this is called a uh, vine bend. <laughs> yeah. But what's, yeah. what's shitty about this? It's dark. It's the rainforest covered in vine-like things. So like, they're just like, so at a disadvantage they're 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 effed in the a on they Saturday. can't tell what's they can't tell what's visitor three and what's rainforest yeah and so axe calls it the lerthardak it's vines the visitor three is morph. it's a creature from the hork homeworld which is you know that's cool a little bit more about the um you know hork i don't want to go to the hork homeworld it sounds like a fun vacay uh we'll get there <laughs> oh okay cool <laughs> probably not we're um, well hork chronicles is coming up so well i'm just saying like Fun vacay pre your infestation. It seems yes. like a fun place. Yeah, it is nice and chill. So basically, yeah, the planet that created a giant like dog, T Rex, lizard with blades, totally chill. <laughs> but <laughs> but so basically, vacation. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Visor 3 is already in the Vine Morph. I've seen lots of Yaoi. I mean, come on, tentacle porn. <laughs> but basically... Yeah, I was going to say, there's probably some, like, a lot more fan art of the Laird Thack than other <laughs> Visor 3 morphs. Um, but everybody starts basically yelling. I mean, Axe was silent, but then Mark was yelling. He's like, it's got me. Cassie is basically getting captured. Really, like, and people are getting captured super quickly. Like, it's not even, like, a real struggle. Um, and Jake is sort of getting away. He's like, he feels tentacles against him, wrapping around his legs. He leaps. He's split second away from being caught. And Tobias is like, it's swallowing them. Oh, no, it's got a mouth. Help them. Help them. And Jake's like, I can't. I can't. And it just feels very helpless. Um, and then Prince Jake is like, we've all been swallowed by this. And Tobias is like, I can't just sit around here. I'm going down. But then that obviously works out because he's a tiny bird. And so he gets freaking caught. So now Tobias is caught. And basically, Jake is able to sort of see the creature at this point when he gets away a little bit. And he's like, it was like one gnarled old tree come to life like medusa's head alive with snakes i saw it outlined against the bright lights around the blade ship it was rising from the ground growing taller and taller tentacles like bull whips a maze of snake-like arms all surrounding a dark core 
Through the tentacles, I could see a wide, drooping, blue-outlined mouth. So that's what the lethardac, lethard, whatever, <laughs> yeah, the, the tentacle whatever. porn monster looks like. <laughs> so that's great. And um, Visitor 3 is like, settle down, my Andalite friends. I won't kill you yet, but you won't morph your way out of this. My lethard, lethardac, 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 morph will hold, you, will hold yeah. you tight till I decide your fates. Um... So he had the visitor three basically one. He's got all of them. They basically can't get out. Jake is feels totally helpless. And, you know, Harper's or Warriors are uh, closing in. And then it's basically, here's the moment. This is like, you know, two towers, no Gandalf yet. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then behind him, all around him, Harper's And then suddenly flit um, a spear. And then more spears come, and uh, Hork-Bajir begin dropping. So Hork-Bajir getting speared the fuck out of. Polo stepped in the view, the leader of the natives. He looked past, and Jake and then launched a spear at the Leatherdack. Um, but it was the visitor's morph was way too quick. Too far away with the vines, reached it, snatched a spear away, and tossed it back. So basically, Jake's like, well, we're fucked. There's definitely no way to stop this. And then Jake has a mind. He's like, not like vines, like tentacles. Wrong way to think, Jake. They're branches, like branches you idiot so he morphs into the monkey because monkeys do this for their you know living they go around branches and this is actually a really good idea because he's like no animal could penetrate in the maze so he's basically swinging snapping slithering tentacles he's swinging on them swing fly catch swing fly catch swing fly catch hyper speed warp factor so he's actually doing like a really good job so like the main character the hero is like regaining momentum and then jake notices that polo is standing with a spear ready and jake uses thought speak to speak to polo like your spear i cried your spear and this is where it might be cool so it's like i guess thought speak might tr- um might uh transcend barrier uh, language barriers which would actually be pretty cool mm-hmm. but uh, polo basically understood he throws the spear with all his might and then from that high up basically jake reaches with both his hands and snatches a spear out of the air and then sends it into visitor three um but it's funny, Jake makes this whole thing about, did you know one of those reasons humans can throw is because we were once swinging through the trees? Yep. The shoulder design that makes it possible to swing from branch to branch makes it possible to throw a spear. And I'm like, yeah, rotating. Mm-hmm. There's but- our, like, Kay Applegate being like, you will learn. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put physiology facts into it. It's like um, the Doctor Who history episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this is sort of like a bittersweet moment because while the spear does hit home and delivers the poisons of the rainforest to the lither lither fuck it. You're doing much better with tentacle porn monsters. (laughs) I'm so used to it. The tentacle porn monster. But while Jake does this, a tentacle does whip uh, toward Jake and with a a snapped high tension wire wraps itself around his neck and and then the text cuts off with a dash of and. So we can pretty much surmise Jake got hung like a freaking something. Yeah, his neck got snapped probably. like Snapped. Woof. Yeah, so dark. Uh, Jake definitely dies, but hopefully, like in that timeline, Visitor Three also dies, which would be like a cool double win. Which I was thinking the whole time during this book, like if they all get destroyed, so does Visitor Three. So at least if they die, he dies too. So yeah. like you know, and everybody on that blade ship, <laughs> like it's like a big, a big part of the you know your invasion would like topple if they all. Died, well, fortunately, so. he made it also so that all those monkeys didn't die. So <laughs> oh. you know, <laughs> the other creatures. 
So it's 8.19 p.m. This is the last chapter of the book. Um, basically, Jake, mis- and then it starts with, I misjudged the distance to the ground, hit too hard and rolled over a tangle of wings and talons. Ooh, okay. So now we're going back to earlier in the book. Tobias says, nice landing with a laugh. And he's like, Jake is like, what the? Like, what's going on? Oh my God. Oh my God. We're back at the motel. Back ready to go to Safeway. Um, and so that was interesting. Um, so basically, okay, Jake, we know Jake went back and he's like, as so we're like, what, what the fuck's going on? So basically, as we said, what Axe said, like, okay, Jake has to fix the timeline. It's 8.19 that he's like felt really strange and uneasy about this. And he's like, the sorry up. He's basically like remembering all these things. He's like, Cassie, have you ever been to the Amazon? And Cassie's like, what? Of course not. So Jake has confirmed. He's the only one that can remember this. And he's basically now has to fix it. And uh, Rachel's like, come on, Jake, are we doing this or what? And Jake is like, fuck that, Rachel, or what? <laughs> like, definitely or what? We are out of here. Sayonara right it's like i'm not doing this for a fucking bug fighter <laughs> so yeah right like literally there was nothing at stake like yeah, they could have just fighter. gone home yeah i yeah. wanted the bug fighter to still be a monster i said it last podcast i will say it again <laughs> it would have been fun if this was a monster coming out of Safeway. end of my yeah. rant <laughs> but basically then a day later uh, uh, jake gets to talk to axe alone it tells him everything and they have a fun little conversation rehashed like yeah you weren't paying attention in class because of a girl like okay um even though like yeah that they you know yeah they have a gender society so we learned that it wasn't just like it w- couldn't have been just like a hallucination from Jake. It couldn't have just been like their the other animorphs were memories that Jake was constructing or anything like that because he did have new information that he got from Axe. So the other animorphs in the other timeline were real. He just erased that timeline. Mm-hmm. So some all of them basically died in one timeline, but it got erased. I'm just wondering, does it play in an infinite loop? <laughs> so they're they're back that's great it really did happen but jake doesn't have any of the morphing they don't have the monkey they don't have the jaguar because it never actually happened so he just has the memories um and then jake is feeling still down in the dumps and you know he's like we basically just got lucky and then axe is like you know my brother elfangor said you know a good leader also needs you know to be lucky sometimes and that makes jake feel a little bit better but basically they're like yeah we got lucky um jake's probably been trying not to be so hard on himself but that was basically it that's that's the end they really ended on that there's not really much like a big like thing it's just like okay like we axe got lucky calls him that's prince important. jake yep and then he's like don't call me prince and axe says yes prince jake and that's it the yeah. part <laughs> is, is like because that timeline's race they doesn't have the ability to uh morph jaguar or monkey right now anymore yeah Jaguar I mean, who needs Jaguar when you got <laughs> But who, who needs Jaguar when you got Tiger? I mean, all the other guys could have used Jaguar for sure, and the monkey could have been. Oh clear, yeah, but, but again, I still they like have the, a zoo. I like the idea of hanging out in trees and just like dropping on human controllers and hork bajir if they need to, <laughs> just like fat cat falling. It sounds great. Good tactic. Yeah. <laughs> I so my thought at the end, my final thought is, it is a fucking good thing that Jake is the only one who remembers this because if Rachel remembered it, Ooh. she would have some. Ab- absolutely horrendous ptsd from that ant thing yeah. oh god yeah again ant times two <laughs> right she already i mean they all already have nightmares from that but like well between that and the termites but yeah the this yeah. this sequel is uh 
gruesome. So yeah, I was confused a bit by this. <laughs> so essentially, Jake is the only one, obviously. Why didn't any of the others, to begin with, have this timeline issue thing? Well, he's the first one who died because they didn't die. Visor 3 just kind of scooped them up and held them in like a sack in his body, like a pelican. I'm gonna swallow you so yeah. they didn't die. He was the first one to die, and he snapped back to his consciousness that existed at that moment, which fortunately was already crash landing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so because he was the first one to die, and then he, it was his decision, so he prevented that time loop or that timeline from happening and just went home. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, sorry, my dog is chewing a bone that it is in the audience. <laughs> Was he a That's dog fine. or a jaguar? Yeah, no, <laughs> jaguar. I, I see no spots. He's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's it's like some kind of like Avengers Endgame where they're like, don't worry too much about it. It's timeline stuff. It's whatever we need it to it's, be for this universe and this exactly. <laughs> like plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> some extreme jungle times here. I just felt bad of like jungle Jungle got some uh, pretty uh, harsh descriptions on just how awful it was. <laughs> but in the end, they all thought it was beautiful and decided Finally. that it was worth saving. So There's a lot of griping along the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I mean, I, I would it was be upset very exaggerated. Too. I would but... be pissed. I'd be like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> if they're kids from like Southern California, they're like, what is humidity? Like, <laughs> like the real violence is humidity. humidity. Well, I did want to bring up the time zone thing. Like if time zones were relevant during this at all, because if he's snapping back and forth between time, it would make sense if he was like in the same time zone. So like in a different part of the US, like. Uh, yeah, because they did. They did not change the time. Yeah, for, that's like, the thing. The is it's like, I mean, yes, it could be like one twenty-two in Brazil, and then maybe a few hours later, it's still one twenty-two in wherever they are in a time zone in America. But there's very, there's only one or two time zones if you actually look at it that overlap between Brazil and America. I'm not sure the author thought too much about that. Fair. <laughs> Yeah. Okie dokie. That was book 11, y'all. So our next book is book number 12, The Reaction. It is the Is it as crocodile? vague with uh, the descriptor of uh, the, sub, the subheader for the book as this one? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I, bet I don't you, have it on hand, but. I bet you somebody's going to say for every reaction, there's an equal and opposite action or reaction or something. Equal or opposite <laughs> yeah. Crocodile. <laughs> yes. Okay, so it's a crocodile book? Or an alligator. Yes, I'm Googling. I'm just going to make sure that it's the crocodile and not alligator. Do they acquire both? No, I don't remember which is which. They need to go to the Florida Keys and then like acquire a saltwater crocodile or something. It is a crocodile. Okay. Oh, they could be big that way. There's my monster book. That's the one I want. Um. Okay, so it is the crocodile book and it is chill as hell. There's nothing I need to warn you about. <laughs> I, except I would like to see what... You think that the character, like the celebrity, fake celebrity characters are a proxy for. Do they do like a Baywatch thing? They're near the water. Um, they do. Okay, so the main guy is a teen heartthrob named Jeremy Jason McColl. Could be any. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute! I totally forgot the kid's name that everybody had a crush on from uh, Home Improvement. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You are indeed correct. Oh, I'm so good. <laughs> 
just like 90s 90s teen shit okay okay well a, a little early for justin timberlake because i feel like he was like early thousands so <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty on brand but yeah it's um it's pretty chill there's some shenanigans and it's fun yeah it's a fun one cool bingo card again next time guys Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to have to add some things for sure. It's going to be an ever-evolving bingo card. (laughs) Yes. Cool. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Morgan underscore Slay. Check out my other podcast about bad Reddit relationships at are the letter you the word serious pod on Twitter. What was the other thing I was supposed to say? Oh, at us on Twitter at Middlemorph. Tell us your favorite crocodile or alligator. (laughs) (laughs) Or or send or DM us your favorite tentacle porn. <laughs> um, you can DM Jason. <laughs> yeah, at... you can DM me at bottomus underscore prime. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not my king. It's not my taste. But you know, I'll not. I won't knock it away. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> All right, Kate, how can people get a hold of you? I am not on social media. So, you know, you could uh, embroider a message to me on a beautiful article of clothing and and make it so gorgeous that it ends up in a museum and I will find it and read said message. Or if you just don't feel like taking that time, you can email us at middlemorphmillennials at gmail.com. My dog is seriously chewing his bone very, very Happily right He's now. going for it. He is definitely having a good time. <laughs> I have stumbled upon the Wikipedia, the Seropedia page for list of minor humans in Animorphs. This is uh, Jake's mom on there, the poor forgotten soul. <laughs> no, it's it's more minor than that. Like someone's secretary, <laughs> like from one book. Well, how about the woman that they saved from the first book? <laughs> She's not on here. It's only named characters, I think, so... <sighs> Uh-huh. Sacre bleu. <laughs> we'll just have to uh, headcanon her into, uh, into she's, our she's um, the crazy old lady Animorphs that, OC. That Megamorph trapped uh, in Megamorphs trapped Rachel. Uh, that's that's my my going theory, and that's how it will be. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. All right, guys. We'll see you next time with a chill book. Ooh. All right. Bye. Bye.